Welcome to episode number 30. Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable if you do the work. Being Boss is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs brought to you by Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Hi, I'm Emily, and I own Indie Shopography, where I help passionate entrepreneurs establish and grow their business online by helping them build brands that attract and websites that sell. I help my clients launch their business so they can do more of what they love and make money doing it. And I'm Kathleen. I'm the co-owner of Braid Creative, where I specialize in branding and business visioning for creative entrepreneurs who want to blend who they are with what they do, narrow in on their core genius, and shape their content so they can position themselves as experts to attract more dream clients. And Being Boss is a podcast where we're talking shop, giving you a peek behind the scenes of what it takes to build a business, interviewing other working creatives, and figuring it out as we go right there with you. Check out our archives at lovebeingboss.com. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Hey guys, in today's episode, we're going to be answering a few questions from our boss listeners. We're going to be chatting about what it feels like to be a working mom and the breadwinner of your family. And we'll also be jamming on having a successful business partnership in managing personality conflict. All right, you guys, before we get into the episode, I want to talk to you for just a minute about our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is designed exclusively for small, service-based business owners who bill for their time and expertise so they can get organized and get paid. All right, you've been hearing me talk about the features for a while now, if you've been listening to Being Boss, but today I really want to talk about how much Emily and I love having FreshBooks as a sponsor for this (laughs) podcast. They are just... I mean, we're literally getting on the phone with them and having calls and talking about ways that we can leverage the partnerships so that we're doing better things for you guys. Um, The last time we talked to FreshBooks, they told us that the conversion rate for our listeners is through the roof, that we have some of, like, we have, um, how do you say it, Emily? Like, our metrics are some of the smallest of all the Mm -hmm. podcasts that they sponsor, but the conversion rates are the highest. Okay, so what that actually means is that you guys really like FreshBooks, too, and you're actually using it. So we're so happy that we were able to partner up with a sponsor that really aligns with our audience. Um, We're going to keep working with them. So uh, thanks for, I guess, supporting them. Keep track of your finances like a boss. Try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. Go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter beingboss in the how did you hear about us section when signing up. All right, on to the episode. Uh, We're trying something new today. I was like, Emily, let's just go into this and hit record because I want people (laughs) to hear the kinds of conversations that we have before we usually hit record. Um, so what have you been up to, Emily? You just returned from your road trip. I did. We got back, um, I guess we got back pretty hardcore about actually less than a week ago. So after we left you in Oklahoma City, we went to Hot Springs for a couple of days. We had my 29th birthday, which was way fun. Happy Uh, birthday. Thank you. (laughs) We got, uh, we got to, back to Florence, Alabama. We were only here for two nights. We went to Chattanooga and did some house hunting. For uh, a couple of days. How did that go? It went really well. Of course, we found eight houses that we want. (laughs) Eight? That's wonderful. Are they all, like, in your budget or... Well, that's... uh, We looked at several around multiple budgets (laughs) just to sort of um, get an idea of what the market was like in Chattanooga. Um, And then we came back here, and David has been working on getting all of our mortgage stuff together. So his, his job right now is paperwork, which I don't think he's totally loving. He seems a little stressed out. But um, but it's for some really good things. So uh, we're back in Florence for um, for the moment. Um, we're just sort of <laughs> I'm, I'm slumming it slumming it at my friend uh, Mikey's house, working for uh, for the week. Uh, we're going to be going back and forth from Chattanooga um, to get things together. And as soon as we get 
paperwork done and a house picked out, we're moving it to Chattanooga. Fun. I can't wait to see what house you buy and how all of that goes. Are you going to get, I mean, hmm, it's just like that process takes a while to it close does on take a house. A so what are you going to do? Are you going to like Airbnb a place or? Um, no. Yes, maybe. I don't know. We have a couple of things up in the air right now. Actually, uh, we're working on a proposal to do some really cool stuff with a, uh, with a company in Chattanooga, um, which... I probably can't talk about it at the moment yet, but as soon as things are worked out, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, so we'll be going back and forth. Right now, we're staying at my grandmother's. My grandmother is a snowbird, <laughs> so she's currently in northern Indiana. She lives on a farm up there, um, and our house has been empty here, so we're just staying at our house, which she loves. <laughs> she's so happy that I'm, like, watching her home for her. Oh, nice. Um, so we do. We have a house here that we're uh, we're staying at my grandmother's for... Um, for the time being, while we while we go back and forth between here and Chattanooga, um, and yeah, we're, we've been looking to looking at some Airbnbs. David's thirtieth birthday is coming up in like two weeks, so we've been looking at um, finding a really swanky Airbnb in Chattanooga to have some fun. Then, um, but but we're good at the moment. We're staying at my grandmother's. I'm working from my friend Mikey's house, uh, traveling back and forth while we get all the paperwork and everything done, and. Um, trying to live up summer. <laughs> what about you? You went on a big road trip too. A little road trip. Um, <laughs> we, and you know, it's the, I haven't, I haven't driven with Fox that much. We've flown a lot, but he's 18 months old and it was our first kind of big road trip together as a family. And so we drove, um, only maybe six or seven hours max. Maybe it was eight hours from Oklahoma City down to Hill Country, Texas, which is kind of outside of Austin. We went to Wimberley, Texas, and we went to Fredericksburg, Texas, and we hopped down to Corpus Christi for a day to see my grandma. Okay, so my grandma is old, like very, very, like maybe 90, and um, she has water on the brain, which is, I guess, a form of dementia. Anyway, right. she's fine. She's fine, and she's really sweet. I hadn't seen her in a few years, and I knew that this might be the last chance to see her, um, you know, before she yeah. passes. But I, I, she's really at peace with all of that. Um, anyway, I saw her. We meet up, and she was smiling, and she was like, you're such a pretty girl. I can't believe you're old enough to have a baby. She was but my God, your hair is so ugly. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. And she said it one more time before we left. And I was like, that might be my grandma's last words to me. We're like, you have ugly hair. But I thought yeah. I, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> um, but we just, we hung out in Hill Country. We rented an Airbnb um, in Wimberley right on a river that had a rope swing into the river. So we did oh, that. Fun. Even though the river was questionable, like there was, uh, later I noticed a sign that said, there may be high levels of bacteria in this river. And so I woke up in the middle of the night one night convinced that uh, like a parasite had gotten into my brain and that, <laughs> that I was going to die. Um, you know, just normal yeah, middle-of-the-night thoughts. Right. Oh, but along the way, I found a new favorite podcast that I wanted to share. Yeah. And that is, that? it's called You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Mm -hmm. And I, spe I specifically listened to an episode with uh, Jenny Slate and Judd Apatow and Henry Rollins and uh, Mark Paul Gossler, Zach Morris from Save by the Bell. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it was it was really cool, and I mean, it was each podcast is around two hours long on average, and it was really inspiring as. Um, someone who has a podcast myself to hear his podcast and it wasn't super polished but he was still talking to big deal people and they were just having real honest kind of behind the scene conversations and it was completely unedited like there were moments whenever people would get up and you'd hear them fumbling in the background and I was like well we're not doing too bad like we <laughs> I think we do just the right amount of editing but it made me uh feel I guess even just a little more courageous in our own sharing and how we share and um because I think I was suffering really bad from like vulnerability hangovers which is a term that Brene Brown coined um that I use often after recording these podcasts so 
Anyway. Yeah. Good. I'll have to check that one out. I uh, We listened to a couple of podcasts on the road, and I really anticipated listening to tons of them. Like, I downloaded a lot of them, and I think we listened to two. Whoa. For, for 40 days of driving in the car. But you guys were listening to Harry Potter. We did. We did. We listened to Harry Potter. We listened to the first. No, let's see. Lily had already heard the first book. Um, so I w- I'm one of those moms. I would not let Lily watch the movies until she read the books because I grew up reading Harry Potter books. Um, total, like, Potter fan. And um, so she had already listened to the first one. Um, and we listened to the second, third, and fourth on our 40-day adventure. Um, so we did. We listened to a lot of Harry Potter in the car. <laughs> That's so fun. I miss you guys. So after you left Oklahoma City, I found one of Lily's <laughs> tiny little Hello Kitty socks in our couch. And, uh, okay, so, like, the first day that you guys were here, we were walking to a coffee shop, and Lily grabs my hand, and I was just like, I don't know if it's, like, mom hormones or what, but like melted me and you're like oh <laughs> hell no she owns you now she owns she does. you <laughs> she does we, we we have this ongoing joke and it's really not a joke that that if she touches you she owns you and she just has this little charm that works on everyone i mean she will ask people for things and she knows what she's doing she's a total con artist and has this cute little face and her blonde curly hair and it is literally the cutest, funniest thing, as a mom who totally sees it, I see her for what she is, and everyone else just eats it up. Whatever. So, it's um, true love. It's true love between me and Lily. Um, I so I was, <laughs> I texted a photo of it to you, and I was like, this is like the equivalent of whenever a girl leaves her bra at a dude's place because she wants to like have insurance for coming back. I was like, Lily's yeah. leaving her sock here because she wants to come back and stay with Aunt Kathleen. Um, I loved having you guys, and I miss you so much already. You should come back. Oh, oh, we will. We will definitely be coming back. We're, uh, you know, after doing that fun road trip, we um, we have talked every day almost about what the next trip will be. I mean, we're we're total road trippers now, and um, and want to travel all over. And Oklahoma City, being in the middle of the country, we're going to be coming through a lot. I bet. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, what else? Um, oh, we opened a Being Boss Bank account. We did. So that's like a whole other level of legit. For (laughs) sure. And, you know, I think it's like I wanted to mention it here on the podcast just because uh, we've been operating for, what now, six months Mm -hmm. as Being Boss. And we've been making money. Yep. Um, and we've been running a legit business and we still don't have all of our I's dotted and our T's crossed. We just now opened a bank account and we're still trying to kind of, you know, figure out the paperwork and the PayPal <laughs> and linking everything up. It is a process. So this is just to say if you're side hustling or you have a project and you don't have all the legit stuff happening like an LLC or a bank account, you don't need that stuff to start operating as a business yet. Even like legally on your taxes, you can claim side hustle income on the side without even having a proper business. Now, I'm, I'm not an attorney and I'm not an accountant, <laughs> so don't take my word for that. I'm sure we're going to get an email and it's like, you're wrong, Kathleen. You could be sued. <laughs> but really, for the most no, part, no. it's just to say you don't have to be air quote legit to actually start and run a business or a side project or a creative, passionate endeavor. Certainly. And and you are correct. And again, I'm not an accountant or a lawyer as well, so don't hold me to this. But I do know that if you want to operate as a sole proprietor, um, you like the moment you take money from anyone, you are a sole proprietor. There's no paperwork. You just have to file it on your taxes as income. Um, and, and I think that's monumental. You know, we talk to a lot of clients who, um, who don't have a website or they haven't been branded or they don't, uh, they don't have a bank account or they don't even have a name yet (laughs) for what it is that they're doing. Um, and you know, if you let those sort of small, uh, small, but important milestones keep you from starting. Um, you're just using them as an excuse. Amen. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Because you don't need them. You just have to start doing. And then all the other things will come as they, um, as it's time for them. You know, once you start making a legit amount of money, then you 
LLC and get a bank account. Right. Um, like we or... started getting a good <laughs> chunk from our New Orleans trip, which is coming yes. up. You guys literally, yeah. probably even as of airing this episode, we may be closing registration because we have 75 spots total available. Right. And I think right now we have about 65 people coming. I think maybe even more than 65. We need to check numbers. I haven't checked them in a couple of days, but um, it kind of makes my stomach we're within flip. 10. We're within two hands, <laughs> 10 fingers of, um, of being full. And so, um, so yeah, if you guys want to come hang out with, with us in New Orleans, um, there may be a few spots left. You can go to lovebeingboss.com slash no love. That's correct. Good. <laughs> and, uh, and sign up there. So uh, we've been planning planning that trip, doing lots of footwork there. Um, we finally got that contract from the hotel. Yay! Yay. So we can start booking rooms um, for the attendees, and we've been planning all kinds of fun stuff. Fun stuff. So lovebeingboss.com slash NOLA if you want to join Kathleen and I in New Orleans in October. I'm also going to throw out that we are looking for sponsors for New Orleans. So we yes. have some fun um, collaborations that we want to do with the brands that want to sponsor that big vacation that we're all going right. on. Um, so if you are a brand and you're interested in working with us, holler um, and we'll try and figure something else. We're also going to have swag bags. So if you're a creative maker and you're interested in having your product in the hands of all of our amazing bosses, um, just shoot us an email. You can contact us through our contact form at lovebeingboss.com and I'll get you more information as soon as I design it. Again, (laughs) (laughs) that has been on my to-do list for a while. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to our listener questions. Yes. All right, so the first one is one that I got a couple of days ago. Um from a really great creative entrepreneur. I like her so much, but she's also day jobbing. I'll just read the letter. Hey, Kathleen and Emily. Hope you are doing awesome. I just caught up on the latest Being Boss podcast, and I've been having this feeling that I don't know what to do with. The feeling like I have this situation that no one else can relate to. So many stories of successful creatives or creatives who are successfully building their businesses include some variation of one, they don't have kids, two, are single without kids, three, are in a partnership with or without kids where their partner earns an income. I have two kids and am the sole breadwinner in our family. I've been building my side hustle with my business partner, and I feel we've been doing well considering the fact that we can't devote 100% of our time to it. And I'm super grateful for that. But it's hard to not feel overwhelmed and like I'm sacrificing some things that are important to me. Have you ever worked with any other creatives who are in the same boat as me and are trying to build a business? Crystal. Ooh. <laughs> you go first. I like you this go one first, a lot. Emily. I do want to go first with this one. So, Crystal... Um, share a little story about, uh, my beginnings. I started, um, I started my business, um, whenever I graduated college, David was going to graduate school and instead of going out and getting a traditional job with my degree that I had just been given, um, I decided to start, uh, what is now Indie Shopography. I decided to start designing websites for makers, um, who, at that time, we're getting off of Etsy and needed a, a website to make their business more legit. And whenever I started that business, everyone in my family and probably most of my friends thought that I was absolutely completely insane. <laughs> because David uh, got a research assistantship and was making less than $1,000 a month, so very little income, which more or less made me the sole breadwinner in a business that I was just starting. And, um, and so, yes, I completely, completely know where you're coming from with this idea of not having anyone to relate to, um, but know that I will (laughs) relate to you, um, because it is hard, but it's not impossible. It is so not impossible. Um, and you having the responsibility of being the sole breadwinner in your family puts you in a really great place to understand the hustle so much more than people who are not in that situation. I accredit a huge part of my business's success 
to being put in that position and for me choosing it like I, I wholeheartedly chose to be a work-at-home mom and to build my business instead of going and getting a traditional job um, but but it was definitely hard um, and and you find people who you find people who understand even if they're not in the same position as you um, and likewise you find or uh, the people who are in your life will come to respect the decision that you've made as long as you keep it up <laughs> and succeed at what you're wanting to do. Um, and having a business partner with your side hustle is um, is really awesome. And even even if she's not in the same position as you, um, you know, partnering with you, she had a reason, or he, I guess I don't know if it's a I, I think it's a gal. Okay. I, I took the name out of it just for... I don't know, privacy sake. Oh, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, she's definitely with you um, because she sees huge value in what you do. Um, and so just, just keep on keeping on with that. Um, I think I think that what you're doing is one of the most boss things that you can do, being the sole breadwinner in your family when you have two kids and hustling out um, your day job as well as a side hustle. Um, you are one of those people that I admire hugely and partly because I know where you've been and it is hard, but not impossible. So keep on going. <laughs> All right. I, I just want to add that it is a sacrifice, but it's not permanent. And so for me as a working mom right now, I feel like the sacrifice in some ways is that, I mean, there's lots of them. I can't travel as much to exotic places that I want to go. I can't spend so much time working on my business. In fact, um, whenever I was listening to that Pete Holmes podcast, whenever he was interviewing Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins writes something like 2,000 or maybe 12,000 words a day. It's insane the amount that man works. But he has no family, really not even many friends. It was kind of um, a little sad really I mean those were his choices and he said that he gets energy from doing the work and, and he is giving it all to his audience that he doesn't have anything left for a private relationship I don't understand it but I respect it anyway we have made choices uh, Emily and I both and then it looks like you too Crystal to have a family um, and okay so what I really want to say is that it's the sacrifice is not permanent that none of it is your kids being young, that's not permanent. They're going to continue getting older. I think for me especially, uh, I think that every day I'm in is forever. I feel like my baby is going to be 18 months old forever. Um, I feel like I'm going to be where I'm at in business forever, but it's not permanent. Also, your day job isn't permanent, and um, what feels like security isn't. Let's say your day job folded right now what would you do? You would probably give this side hustle your all and you would probably make it work a lot like Emily made it work whenever uh, she was the sole breadwinner for her family. And then finally, your side hustle isn't permanent. This thing that you're building right now will continue to ebb and flow and grow as you do. Um, so let's say you quit your job or uh, the job folded and you're working on your side hustle and it doesn't work. You can always try something else. You can always change your mind. You can always try something like dip your toe into one thing. And if the water is too hot or too cold, you can take your toe out. Um, but if it starts feeling good, you can just get in there a little bit more. I guess that's, that's my main thing is just getting in the mindset that nothing is permanent and just see what that does for you. I also want to mention that my sister uh, quit her job as a creative director, VP at an advertising agency. And while her husband worked, she was definitely the breadwinner. Um, and she had two kids. And I, I, I guess maybe just saying you're not alone is what I'm trying to say. A lot of people do this. Um, I think a lot of people have more anxiety about it than other people do. And that's totally valid. I can totally relate now that I have a kiddo. Um, that that kind of security comes first. I get it, but just keep leaning into keep leaning into the hustle. Yes. And don't don't feel too overwhelmed all the time. I guess. Do some yoga. Best. 
Do some, breathe, breathe. <laughs> Don't even have to do the downward dog, just breathe. Hey bosses, I'm gonna take a second to interrupt this episode to tell you that if you're liking being boss and you're ready to level up your game, we've got something just for you. Check out the Being Boss Bundle. It's Kathleen's DIY Coaching for Creatives and my Get Your Shit Together series bundled together at one low price just for you bosses. You can find that at lovebeingboss.com slash bundle. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, good. So um, let's go to number two. Yeah. Are we ready for number two? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. Hello, ladies. Um, I'd love to hear about how each of you have made working with a partner work. When you're a solopreneur, you're just rocking it with yourself. But when you have a business partner, in my case, it's my sister like you, Kathleen, you have another work ethic and personality to vibe with. What if they're a bit different? What happens when you don't see eye to eye on certain things? I would love to hear your thoughts, even if it's a mini-sode. No more mini-sodes. <laughs> you two are the best, Laura. All right, Laura. Um, Tara and I, we're sisters, yes, but we're also fortunately super close and have almost a psychic shorthand that has allowed us to really build our business super fast. So I would say the pros definitely outweigh the cons whenever it comes to managing personalities and um, work ethics. But we have had meltdowns and we have had personality conflicts. Um, there have been some tears. There have been some fights. Uh, sometimes I even worry like, oh my gosh, am I ruining our personal relationship because of our professional realm that we're in, especially at first. Um, so some of the things that we did first off was hire a coach. And that's something else that uh, Lisa Condon and Clay Walsh talked about on that episode, which I think is episode 27, 26. Anyway, you can check our archives at lovebeingboss.com for that. Um, but working with an executive coach and the coach that we worked with was Jay Pryor. And he really helped us kind of... Um, find ways to really communicate with each other early and often about the kinds of things that can come up. Um, so probably about once a quarter, we talk about our business and life goals. It sometimes happens when we're on a business trip together, poolside, or on a road trip. Like we really have to find the time to get in the headspace for that conversation. We'll even talk about um, what if scenarios, like what if we shut it all down? And not because we are, but just to know that we're making a choice to be in this partnership and to know that we can get out of it if we want to. Um, and then I, right now, so my, my sister is my business partner, but I'm also now business partners with Emily. And I have another business partner for another business venture I'm working on that will be launching soon. I'll be able to talk about it soon. But there are lots of personalities and um, work ethics to deal with. And so... Uh, for Emily and myself, what are you kissing your mic? You make no. you making out with your mic? Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I was going to say for us, like even just yesterday, I sent you an uncomfortable email. I was like, "Hey, we have too many errors in our newsletter. Like yeah. in mm -hmm. our Being Boss yeah. newsletter, we've sent out a lot of newsletters with broken links or." wrong information. And I was just feeling especially embarrassed yesterday after getting an email saying, Hey, this is the wrong link. Um, and so I sent Emily probably, I, I haven't even talked to you about this yet. I, I, I was like so <laughs> weird about sending it because I was like, Hey, can we have some sort of checks and balances? Like, yeah, I'm happy to proof this myself. And the thing is that we're working so fast and working, we're rushing to get stuff out the door that we don't really have a lot of time to make sure that it's perfect. Um, anyway, but like, I think it's just being willing to send those emails and know that, I guess for me, it's just knowing that there's ultimately like love and trust and respect under all of it. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely it. I mean, actually, when I got that email from you yesterday, because it went out to the team, I like silently high-fived you. <laughs> <laughs> I really did because, because I agree. And, and it's, it's having both of us have eyes on things that um, that makes partnering so much more worth it. So apart from from us, and I'll get to that in a second, but within indie shopography, within you know my personal business, um, 
In the past two years, David, who, you know, finished that grad degree (laughs) that he worked so hard to get, and then decided to join me in indie shopography for lots of reasons. Um, He's been working with me uh, for two years, and we've we've made the, the decision that as we shut down things in Alabama with our move to Tennessee... That David will officially become business partner um, in indie shopography. So yay, he's high been five, at- David! <laughs> yay, David! <laughs> he's earned it. Um, so, so you know, I've been working. You've been working with your sister, and I've been working with my like life partner, which is this whole other whole other boundary <laughs> that we've had to cross. You know, we live in the same house together. Um, we do literally almost everything together these days, um, but. But partnering with with someone makes all the things easier in a way that makes the things that are harder worth it. So mixing personalities and having to take extra time to double check things or to to just sort of think about other people's feelings sometimes, it's a good practice to have. <laughs> and it's a really good one um, that you'll stretch a lot whenever you're working with, um, with a partner. And communication, you know, just dittoing Kathleen and every other person who have ev- who's ever spoken about partnerships, it's communication. It's being able to, um, to say what you need to say. It's having the grace to say it in a kind way. Um, it's knowing when kindness isn't going to cut it <laughs> and, and you need to sort of say things in the way that will get the best attention. It's, um, it's about knowing the person that you're working with um, in a way that that you know how to uh, to go at even hard situations. It's being open enough to talk about the hard things because so many partners um, that I've talked to, um, or just people in general, have a hard time saying true things, even at, or if they're hard to say. Um, so getting over the hardness of talking about hard things um, is really important for for building a partnership. Um, for David and I. Particularly, and today is one of those days where we needed to practice this. It's it's knowing when the other one's in a bad mood and just walking away. <laughs> I think is a good one. I think allowing people to have um, to have ups and downs in a partnership is really really important. A lot of times, people will go into partnerships with this sort of like. I don't know, rose tinted glasses of everything's going to be, you know, cheery and fun. But well, then, even like creative entrepreneurship, people have that feeling that it's all oh, going yeah. to be amazing and fun all the time. Even if yeah. you're solo, it's not. No, it's not. And and whenever you are working with a partner, you have to deal with their ups and downs too. So um, so just this morning, I woke up just in a crabby mood. Just one of those days. Totally woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, I had a big proposal to get together along with all my other things and David knew to just let me go to work and don't like poke the sleeping bear, the grumpy bear. <laughs> and, um, and that happened also lots of times on our road trip. I mean, whenever you're spending 40 days in the car with someone uh, or in a tent with someone, we definitely learn the art of like recognizing when a bad mood is coming and then just offering to let them have some alone time. (laughs) That's what I loved you saying that the most is just letting, giving someone the permission to feel how they want to feel. I know that um, whenever I'm in a bad mood or feeling especially grumpy, um, my sister is really quick to want to fix it for me. And she's my big sister. Of course she wants to fix it for me. Um, and that doesn't make me mad, but lately she's been like, yeah, that sucks, you know? And sometimes that's all you need to hear. Um, and my husband's always, see, and it's so funny because business partnerships are so much like marriages. And I feel like we've done a podcast episode on this, but I can't remember when or where, but (laughs) (laughs) so, so yeah. Anyway, um, Business partnerships, going into a business partnership is a lot like being married, if not more so, because sometimes there's more money involved or um, more on the line in some ways. So anyway, don't go into a partnership lightly. That's a whole other episode that we may have already recorded. <laughs> <laughs> We've at least talked about doing one. We'll have to go back and look for ourselves. Um, but yeah, having uh, doing partnerships is huge. I was recently reading an article. Um, I want to say maybe it was Inc. Magazine or one of their online articles or like Forbes or Entrepreneur or something. Um, and they were talking about how um, how men are so much more quick 
to partner than women are and how that's one of the reasons why men in business are generally more successful than women, or at least they're more successful men than women. And it partly being because men will partner so much more easily with women. And I think so much of that probably has to do with one, the communication level. I mean, I think men, men talk business a lot more and easily than like women do. And I feel like they just do. kind of say what they mean. There's they do. No, like, oh, they're they not totally. like leading into nuances or right. expressions. You see the way she looked at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's they have a whole other way of communicating. Um, and, and, and it really makes me think, and like really proud of like you and I for doing this too, because we decided to do this way before I read that article, and that um, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, especially for women, um, especially for creatives. We all like have our work that we protect because we put so much of ourselves into it and allowing someone else to, to come in on that can usually be really, really hard to do. Um, but if you can do it, really great things can happen. And it's all about, you know, communicating well. Communication, communication, communication. Basically. Like, <laughs> just talk it out. But, uh, you know, sometimes I get really sick of talking. I'm like, oh, my God, can we just do some work? Uh, but, you know, like, those meetings are really important. And so um, along with kind of talking for me and Tara, along with talking about our goals and dreams and kind of more of that big vision stuff, we also always reassess probably on a quarterly basis, what our roles within our company are. Mm -hmm. I think that that's really, really important in saying this is what I do. Oftentimes we feel guilty because Tara is really good at just getting into the daily grind and hammering out all of our client work. Um, Meanwhile, I'm really good at um, holding our vision in mind, creating new products like the branding e-course or, you know, venturing into this podcast with you. I'm more of that kind of uh, big dreamer, visionary. That's not to say I'm not doing stuff. I'm also in a lot of <laughs> meetings um, and, and I'm in so many meetings and that was making my sister feel guilty. She was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I should be moving and shaking and in these meetings. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I feel like I should be like hunkering down and pushing some pixels um, so I think finding a partner that really complements, uh, your, what you need is really great. But then also recognizing that you guys might have different work styles or even different working hours and recognizing that that is totally okay, but just kind of outline what that is. And if it ever feels unfair, like Emily, you and I even are always having conversations like, does the workload feel fair? Because we're pulling in both of our teams to help with the being boss podcast and just making sure that it feels evenly distributed. And so because we've talked about it early and often, I feel like we've opened the door for the conversation if there ever is a problem and that it's not going to get bottled up to the point of resentment uh, before we talk about it. Yeah. Well, and and I think part of that, too, is choosing, like, choosing the partner wisely. Like, um, it looks like, Laura, you, do you have a partner already? Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. Okay, good. So, you know. You're already in it. <laughs> I hope it's good. Oh, it's her sister. It's her sister. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. So it is your sister. But if you are looking to partner with someone, it's one of those things that you don't do lightly. I mean, you have to find someone that, that you can communicate with that has a personality that will mesh with yours. Um, you know, I wouldn't have gotten you to do this podcast with me if I didn't like you, Kathleen. Likewise. <laughs> right back at you. I like you, Emily. Um, And I would just say that if you continue to not see eye to eye on most things, dissolve the partnership. It's that's okay too. Yeah. A partnership is all about a shared vision. You have to have a shared vision and want to get to the same goals. Um, And if it's not the same goals, you talk about them and find a middle ground. Um, And if they're, if it's not eye to eye, then your business is not going to be cohesive and succinct and probably not going to make it too far. So, um, so yeah, I agree with that. If you don't see eye to eye often, think about alternatives. Just break up. I'm just kidding. Okay. Let's go on to our last question. Here we go. This is kind of a long one. And this is from a listener that I met whenever I was speaking at the giant conference in Charleston, South Carolina. And she was really super sweet. So the Being Boss podcast has been an amazing resource at this crazy time of change for me. Career has never been better, pretty happy with life, and progressing on track with my first pregnancy. Congrats. 
The podcast has provided a point of view that is really needed in the conversation of career and life balance for women. I just want to pipe in and say we're for men too. But anyway, uh, the episodes that stand out for me were the ones where you and Emily give some much needed insights, real talk about and around being a creative professional while still being a mom. It's a day in the life, creating your own maternity leave, creating passive income and handling sleep deprivation. Um, In particular, I have really been struggling with feeling an incredible amount of guilt while advancing my career while being pregnant and wanting to balance my own individualism while prepping to be a mom. While I have received support in my own personal tribe, I have also experienced a surprising amount of passive judgment from well-intentioned close friends. In particular, friends questioning why I would even consider taking on an advanced role at work when I am prepping for maternity leave and possibly taking some time off. Also, it would be awesome to hear more in-depth suggestions for new moms that are considering possibly transitioning from full-time employee creative positions to possibly starting a new creative venture to have more time at home. Okay, I, uh, all right, this is from Megan. All right, first <laughs> off, I have to like interrupt myself to say that I cannot imagine like having a baby and then starting a business to have more time at home. Like that is just, for me, completely mutually exclusive. I've, I've not been shy to say that my baby is in daycare and I could not do it if he wasn't. So that's the first like big part of that for me is, um, uh, yeah, daycare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well see, and, and my flip side of that is, and, and maybe that's just the place in life where you are at the moment, but I know like whenever I had Lily, I was, I was younger, I was finishing up college. I, I was actually running my first like creative business. I had started a jewelry business that was a just boss as hell on Etsy. Was this after and you owned the tanning salon? This was someday we're going to share that story, but I like the idea of like I think you've I think you've told it. I think you've told it. Like maybe one of our first or second episodes, you told the tanning salon story. Oh well, good. Well, go back and listen if you want to hear about that. But um, but no, this is after the tanning salon. Um, and before I started designing websites, I um I had a jewelry business that that was on Etsy, and um. I started it right after Lily was born, and I started it uh, because I, I needed a creative outlet. Like, that's really basically what it was. Um, and I started selling some locally. Um, I started doing um, doing Etsy, and it grew really, like, grew to the size where I shut it down because I couldn't keep up with it, and I didn't know how to, like, systemize and do, so I just shut it down. And, um, and whenever... I did that, again, like with the first question, um, there is a level of hustle that you do when you have to and when you want something so bad. And for me, I was not going to go to work uh, whenever I had Lily. I, uh, I was one of those moms that was always going to homeschool. So I was I was not going to send her to daycare. I have sent her to daycare, and she has went to school. So it's not like attachment issues. Um, it's just what I want to do with my life. And so I started this this jewelry business. I started a business and it was going really, really well while having a child and finishing college. And, um, so on the flip side of that, if, even if I had at that time been able to send Lily to, to daycare, I probably would not have. Um, and for me at that moment, um, it was hard, but it's, it's doable. And, and I had looks from people (laughs) and I had, uh, you know, again, family thinking that I was a little bit nuts trying to juggle all these things. I've always been a juggler, I guess, even in like early college, I always had more than one job. Um, but, but it is doable if you can put your kid into daycare and you want to go for it, absolutely go for it. Um, but, but it is possible to start a business uh, while raising a kid, um, doing a full-time job and or a side hustle um, that com- becomes a full-time job. Um, but really think about it. <laughs> yeah. Because it is not a walk in the park. I mean, having a kid, one, is the toughest job you'll ever have. And then starting a business is the second toughest job that you will ever have. And doing both of those at the same time is not something that most sane people would choose. 
Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to go off track a little bit here. So my lead, like, brand director here at Braid Creative is Liz, and she's also my bestie. And she is uh, almost to her third trimester pregnant. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's not the kind of person to, like, post a baby bump picture every week right. like I am. But um <laughs> anyway, it's been it's been interesting kind of talking to her as a friend. And so I kind of just want to share some of my um conversations I've had with her and then as a boss even making sure that I'm setting her up for success to be a healthy working parent with a thriving family because I want that for her because I love her as a friend and also she's so talented. I cannot lose her as an employee. Like, so, um, the things that I've told her and that even my sister told me while I was pregnant is that one, you don't have to have it all figured out yet. Um, and I also want to mention- You will never have it all figured out. Let's just throw that in there. (laughs) I also want to mention that my sister with, whenever she was pregnant with her first child, who is now 11, um, got a promotion whenever she was nine months pregnant to creative director at her advertising agency. And so she gave birth, went on maternity leave. I think she had to write one television script while on maternity leave, like kind of like a rush thing. But, um, but she totally did it. And I I will say she chose daycare also, but it was a little different because, um, I, I feel like there's more of a national conversation happening now about women and maternity leave. And so even there's like even probably some flexibility working for someone else. And so that's what I'm trying to give uh, Liz, who is our designer and brand director and writer. She does a lot of things. Anyway, I'm trying to give her a lot of flexibility and just say you don't have to have it all figured out that you might have the baby and decide that daycare is absolutely for you. I, I really didn't know. I really, truly imagine being a work from home mom. I imagine Fox kind of being in his little bouncy and being able to have meetings on the site. And it was just not energetically possible for me. Um, So daycare was my solution. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll include my posts on daycare and how hard it was to make that decision um, in the show notes. Um, Because it's not a decision that I took lightly, but I also don't think that there should be as much, like, shame or, like, oh, like, around daycare, like, as if it's the second option. Um, Anyway, but I really want to talk about right now uh, with you, Megan, is the sideways glances that you're getting from your friends. And I just want to say, don't take this perceived judgment as personal. Uh, These comments are much more of a reflection of your own friend's fear They probably can't imagine what it would be like to advance in a career, perhaps a creative career, while having a baby. So treat their questions more like curiosity. Um, And I think that the root of it is really that you may not know where you stand on the whole thing and that you're just as scared about it as they are and they're just poking at a sensitive spot. So I think recognizing that as a sensitive spot and being like, all right, you know, but hopefully hopefully talking about it and hearing hopefully other bosses talking about it and saying, yeah, daycare or yeah, I work from home. No big deal. Um, and then I want to just want to say that pregnancy and imagining what it will be like to have this baby is in some ways more complicated than just having the baby and living life as it unfolds. <laughs> right. And so that's yeah. what, like I, I had so much like anticipation and excitement and fear about what life with baby would be like. Um, there are so many variables that I could not anticipate, like the year without sleep. I could not have anticipated that my baby would not sleep for a year. Um, so of all the things I imagined going insane over sleep deprivation was not one of them. So I guess that's, you know, it's kind of a cliche that you like, you can't prepare but, um, you, the baby. you have no idea what it's going to be like. You have no idea. <laughs> no, but like have the baby, see how you feel. You might be mm-hmm. taken for surprise. Um, but, but mostly if you can just be confident in your choices and treat the questions and judgment like curiosity, um, I think that you'll be, you'll be in a much better place for, for handling all that, I guess. Yeah, and, and I want to I want to even go back to what you were saying a minute ago about nothing being permanent because I think I think this is one of those things that you have to think about here too. Like whenever you're pregnant, hormones make you think crazy things. I don't know, like you didn't. Oh man, what was it? There was like 
there are so many things that I emailed Emily and I was like, this is bullshit. Like with, I, <laughs> I think it was like an affiliate situation with our e-course right. and she was like, you're pregnant. You need to calm down, which is kind of like telling a girl that she's on her period. Like you're on, are right. you on your period? You know, like, but that is not okay. But there is right. some truth. Like it does kind of make you hormonal. Right. So, so hormones are a real, real thing. Um, and, and while you may think, you know, should I advance my career? Like what's going to make me a better mom and wife maybe, or just like human being, because that's something that I feel a lot of, a lot of moms fall in the trap of of all of the hormones and like everyone, people stop asking you about yourself. They start asking you how the baby is. Mm -hmm. Like that's totally Mm -hmm. going to be a thing. You can't forget who you are and you can't forget that this, this idea of permanence is not there. Like your baby will grow up. You will still need a career if you want to keep a career, uh, which is something that a lot of people, a lot of my, a lot of my like high school friends and things I know has run into where they they get all caught up into having babies and then the babies start growing up and then they are just left with high school diplomas or maybe a college degree that they haven't done anything with, um, and that they forgot to remember to have balance in their life. Um, so, you know, whenever you end up being an empty nester, like start thinking about what you want whenever those like later times come, because you're not going to have a newborn forever. Um, within 18 months, you're going to want to send them off to daycare. (laughs) And then what are you going to be left with? So be thinking about those things as a mom, you have to plan for your baby's future, you also have to plan for your own. And I feel like that's been one of the things in my life that has kept me as productive as I am while having a kid that we do now homeschool is the idea that I haven't forgotten who I am and I have not allowed David to forget who he is. Um, And because of that, we're all our own individual productive and happy people, um, which I think is super important. So you're pregnant now. You will not be pregnant forever. (laughs) Soon a baby's going to pop out and he or she will be adorable and spend tons of time loving on them. But also remember to love on yourself too. Yeah, I think that, you know, going back to um, Crystal's question and just the sacrifice and stuff like that, I think I'm still kind of in my shit a little bit. Not that it's shitty. Like, I love <laughs> I love having a baby and I love having a career and I love doing both at the same time. But there is a certain amount of, like, I, I feel a little bit like a gorilla and, like, I've got my little baby gorilla on my arm at all times, <laughs> you know, but even... Um, Okay, this actually legitimately helped me the other day. I was watching, or my mom sent me a link to a video of a mama gorilla weaning her baby gorilla because I just thought, like, well, in nature, baby gorillas are probably breastfeeding for, like, 15 years, whatever. And it's this mom gorilla, and the baby gorilla is maybe, like, a year. I mean, it looks like still baby baby. (laughs) And it's trying to, like, get to the booby. And the mom gorilla is, like, swatting away at that baby. She's like, no, and, like, crossing her arms. Like, mine. Like, my boobies back off. And the baby gorilla is, like, throwing a tantrum on the floor. And I was like, well, there you go. Anyway, like, that mama gorilla was remembering who she was in that moment, too. Yeah. Um, So, like, I don't know. Like, even just seeing that, like, in nature, even animals are maintaining their identity. Like, we as thinking human beings should be able to maintain our identity as well. But there is a certain amount of attachment that happens um, probably for a while. I'm still in the middle of it, so I don't really know. Um, But looking at you, Emily, and your family... It seems like you guys really have maintained that balance and that having a career has been an investment in who you are and then also financial investment. Um, I even remember thinking whenever I was weighing all my options while I was pregnant that if I had a nanny, even if I was paying, I don't know, half or two thirds of my salary towards having a nanny, that it was an investment more than a cost because then I would still be able to maintain my career, which would keep going even after the baby started going to school. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I did that too. That was something that, that I did for a long time. I remember like us having that conversation years ago. Remember whenever I lived in the mountains and we used to talk? (laughs) (laughs) It was so long ago. Um, but I did the same thing. I had a girl come in, uh, I don't know, two, three times a week. Um, she'd come in and just like hang out with Lily and read some books. And whenever Lily would go down for a nap, sometimes she'd come down and like help me file stuff away. And, um, 
I mean, there are tons of things that you can do. You, you have to find the balance that works for you. And I think that's probably literally the overarching like theme for all three of these questions is everyone has their own personal balance. Um, you know, Kathleen has done it one way. I've done it another. Every single person um, has, has succeeded. Every human on the planet right now is here because of generations of success. <laughs> And doing it. And doing it. So so you have to think, like, you have to find the balance that's going to work for you and what it is that you want out of your life. So make some goals, which is, like, Boss 101. Like, make goals. Figure out what it is that you have to do to get there. If, for you, it's, it's driving your career forward, then put things in place while you're pregnant and just after that will keep your career going. Um, if it's advancement, put more of those things in there that will keep your career going. Can I jump in and say to you, like, this is a little woo-woo. But I love I, some woo-woo. Yeah, I found as I was pregnant and as my body was growing and this baby was growing, a lot of things were growing around me. My business was growing. And so for Megan, it sounds like her career is growing and that she's being offered a more advanced role at work. Like, this is not surprising to me. And just because you're pregnant, does that's not a disability or even if... Sorry, that's probably not right to say either. Even if you were disabled, like you, you are still able to advance at work. But um, but pregnancy isn't a like what it. It's not a virus. It's not an illness. It's not something that should keep you from working and working hard and working like a creative badass that you are. Whether or not you work for yourself or work in the context of a company or for someone else. That's my Amen. rant on that. <laughs> I completely agree. I love that parallel that like, you know, if you're getting these chances, um, you know, pregnancy is, it's a woo-woo thing for a woman. I mean, you, the energy and emotions and this creation of a baby in your belly, <laughs> like if that equates in your universe to, to, you know, driving your career forward, um, provide for that baby by having a career that's balanced with you being a badass mom. And then finally, I just kind of want to t- touch on Megan's question about transitioning from full-time employee creative positions to mm-hmm. possibly starting a new creative venture to have more time at home. Uh, you talked a little bit about that, Emily, kind of starting a new creative venture while Lily was an infant, newborn. Um, but I also want to say that, um, shoot, what do I want to say? I don't know. I just <laughs> lost it. <laughs> Um, I think wait and see. I think that's what I wanted to say is wait and see. Like, don't be quitting yeah. anything yet. I have, I even have a friend, um, and I, I feel like she's fully confident in her, in her choice. Um, but she was a yoga teacher and sold her yoga studio while she was pregnant. And I, I feel like maybe that was a hormones. Yeah. Like a big decision <laughs> to make while pregnant. Um, because you just don't know how it's going to be. So don't quit your job yet. Have the baby. Wait and see. Nothing is permanent. Nope. Um, and then, and then I think for transitioning from a full time employee position to starting your new venture is kind of what everyone is struggling with. Kids or no, <sighs> it's like when do I have right. the time to do all of it? And that we've covered nap a lot time. of that. We have time at nap time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? Um. I don't think so. That was fun. If um, if you guys have any other questions for us, we um, Kathleen and I love getting them. You can go to lovebeingboss.com slash contact, and we have a form there where you can just shoot us questions, shoot us uh, topic ideas. If we don't answer your question online or online on the podcast, which is available online, um, we do sort of put those away and enjoy compiling those into these sort of like, I don't know, like listener coaching sessions almost. Um, of reader questions. So if you have anything that you would like to hear us chat about, you can go to lovebeingboss.com and enter your suggestions there. We also have a super active Facebook group with over 2,800 members now. So the other day someone asked a question. I can't even remember what it was about. Maybe um, maybe like getting off of Etsy, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And she got 29 responses in like five minutes. And it's insane the amount of support 
and uplifting that is happening in that Being Boss Facebook group. I am so grateful that that has grown bigger than I could ever imagine. So uh, join our Facebook group too and ask us questions there or ask your fellow bosses some questions. Yeah, certainly. Um, The Facebook group is insane. We're also doing some Twitter chats. Um, Those are usually being held on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. Central. Uh, We're talking about the the episode of the week. So if you'd like to join us on Twitter, you can follow me at Emily M underscore Thompson. all the questions are coming from there, and you can also follow Kathleen at and Kathleen. And then also um, Caitlin, who is our amazing assistant. You can't have her. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> she's. <laughs> I'm not saying that to you, Emily. I'm saying that to all of our listeners. Um, Caitlin has been kind of managing the Twitter chat from the Braid account, and so that mm-hmm. is at Braid Creative. Yep. Um, And because of my own work-life balance, I am often not available, but try to pop in whenever I can. Um, All right, you guys, this has been a good one. If you like Being Boss, be sure to sign up for our newsletter at lovebeingboss.com, where you'll get episode worksheets, secret content, and other goodies delivered straight to your inbox every week. Again, that's lovebeingboss.com. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week.